0: going to the wrong site so y'all let mother pat know uh where we are what's going on sister mickey king you and deacon king and all y'all 51 years of marriage go on and get on uh god bless you but if this is your first time uh let us know that you're here for the first time uh and for everybody else let us know who you are and where you're from it is a good day this is our visitation moment amen Oh, this is where um, they are. They're greeting each other, doing like the Facebook comments. Normally, I'm able to see the comments, and I speak to them. Bruce, can you can send them on the phone where I can see their comments. Yeah, Click cool.
1: um, yeah. right, right there, right there, to right, here.
2: Hey,
0: that's Renee Cooper. Hey, your wife is on. Hey. <laughs> Renee Cooper, Pat Conley. <laughs> Mother Conley said, I found y'all again. Y'all see the comments? Yes. Right, you can talk back to her.
2: Bless the Lord, mothers.
0: Bless hey. the Lord, Sister Renee. Uh, you have to. Um, turn your volume down so it doesn't have the feedback. Yeah. All right, who that? Pauline Coon, Mickey King. Hey, Sister Denise, how you doing? David Tennant, I don't know who you are, brother, but good to see you. Brother Rico, all right, Pauline, what you cook today? Oh, y'all, I made turkey wings. Man, mm. I, I love some turkey wings. <laughs> Smoke. I cook them in the oven. I cook them in the oven. I do love turkey, some wings. turkey wings. Somebody said they got some good turkey wings. You was store in the oven at uh, Save, Save More. Yeah, that's where I went. I was there at 7.30 this morning. Uh, you think they still got something left? Yeah, yeah. They had, like, racks up. The turkey, the big turkey wings. uh, uh,
2: That'll or oxtails. Five, six out.
0: Yeah, oxtails. That's what I be cooking.
2: Yeah. Why are you talking about, you ain't getting no
0: pig? I say no pig feet. Oxtails. She had never eaten them before. All right, brother Joe. Rico. Hey, Brandy. Brandy Hayes. Sister Hayes, you still holding on? All right, sister. (laughs) Yeah, holding on. Hold on. Hold on. Spare it up, spare it up. <laughs> hey. Alright, Tyrone Greenlee. Crystal. Hibbert. <laughs> Alright. Every day you wake up. Amen. It's a good day. Good morning, good morning. That's right. Go on and wake up. Get the crud out your eye. Take a good old stretch. <laughs> Go to the bathroom, brush your teeth. Oh, man. All right, Brother David. Oh, so you the one keeping stuff clean. All right, appreciate you. Taking care of our vans lord there go julian good morning to you. all right all right all right who else out there y'all up this sunday morning la 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 i now listen i did not see uh Ms. ruby now we go through this every sunday Ruby, where are you at? Hey, Redora. Y'all know what? Redora, Redora virtually drove the van this morning. She signed up for transportation ministry before COVID-19 hit. And she said that she was going to uh, she was going to be willing to be part of transportation ministry Come and on. drove the van uh, to drive the van. And then COVID happened. But Redora, I know that you didn't know that COVID was going to happen. So we gave you a van schedule anyway. And we know that you virtually drove the van this morning and you virtually picked up everybody so that they could virtually be at church this morning. So, y'all, let's give Miss Redora uh, a round of applause and let's thank her for virtually driving the van for driving the van. Yep, and she got all the bubble gum up from under the seats and she documented everything and she kept everybody happy because y'all know the people who ride the van be complaining the most about the church van. (laughs) Uh, So, Redora, thank you so much for virtually driving the van this morning. All right. (laughs) All right, Brother Alfred. Okay, but y'all, let's look. Look, let's get started. We've got a few announcements. Um, If you have some announcements, you can go ahead and put them in the chat box uh, so that folks can uh, folks can know about it. Uh, But we want everybody to know that we're going to be doing a virtual communion on the first Sunday of August. And we want you to invite all of your family, all of your friends. Let them come uh, together uh, virtually on Sunday, uh, September the 6th. We're going to discuss communion, what it means, the heart behind it. Communion did not start 2,000 years ago, and it did not stop 2,000 years ago. Amen. Uh, Amen. It started in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to prove it to you. And then we're going to discuss what it means to us today in the 21st century. In preparation for communion, go ahead and get 100% grape juice, not from concentrate. Go ahead and spend, a, spend the extra dollar and get the pure grapefruit juice, and then get the unleavened bread. Amen. If you don't know what to get, just get the flattest saltine cracker with no salt. Now, we do not want you to put any peanut butter on this cracker. This is the holy cracker, all right? And uh, what I want you to do, go ahead and get no the cracker. Cheese. Yeah, no cheese. You get know what I'm saying? Go ahead and, and get the grape juice and the cracker and put it, don't, don't open it yet, but put it in a special place. Uh, and if you would be so kind, if you do not mind, just take a simple white napkin or a white cloth and cover it from the time that you bring it into your house until the time that we take it for communion. I want it to be covered. And in that moment, when we do communion virtually on Sunday, September the 6th, that's not today, but it's next Sunday. We're going to take holy communion together. All right. So I want you to invite your family, invite your friends, pass the word. Anybody can can do this doesn't really matter where you go to church or if you don't go to church at all. Go ahead and let's celebrate Holy Communion together. All right. If you have any questions, get in touch with uh, Minister Trevor Williams. She'll be able to give you these details. Uh, If you all want to share uh, this information, share it. You know, let's just have a worldwide communion. Uh, In September um, It's the beginning of. Uh, Of another quarter of the year. Uh, Kids are going back to school. We're in the throes of this pandemic. The world is changing. Uh, Some churches have been uh, meeting in person, some have been meeting virtually. Let's go ahead and do communion together virtually. Where it all first started, right there in a house at a table, we're going to do communion and we want you to be part of it. All right? All right. Okay, Gloria. Gloria, now. Okay. Yes. Who? All right. Yeah. Gluten free. You know, some folks don't know what gluten free is.
2: No yeast. Uh, no, no
0: <laughs> yeast. No, no leaven. No leveling. All right, Miss Nance. Hey, JP, how you doing? Matter of fact, JP, you need to go on and virtually sing a song for us.
2: Mm, my mom. All
0: right, Ruth Moby. Y'all give JP a hand. He's singing. He he got his Luther Vandross going. Who yeah. All right. Now listen, y'all. We've we've been discussing, uh, we've been discussing the eight dimensions of life. Uh, we live life in eight dimensions, and uh, the foundation for all that we've been talking about for the past uh, couple of months is the fact that in Hebrews chapter six verse one, the Bible says, and Lakeisha, if you can please pull it up, Hebrews chapter six verse one, the Bible says, therefore leaving the principles or the foundation, the principles, the fundamental doctrine, leaving those. Let us, there, let us therefore go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation um, of, of, of dead things through works. These dead things include the laying on of hands, repentance from sin, uh, forgiveness of sin. Those things are important, but they're just foundational. And so we've got two guests. Uh, we want them to greet you. Uh, this is Michael Hall. Uh, and Philip Cooper. Uh, Mike, uh, let the folks know who you are. Greet the folks. Let them know who you are and where you're from and all that good stuff.
2: Uh, Michael Hall, under the leadership of Pastor Joseph Hackett, my dear brother and friend and family member, literally, <laughs> without the genetic attachment, Philip Cooper. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Been to Asheville now three years and just hungry for the kingdom to be full with those who God has appointed to enter end.
0: in. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry for it. Amen. All right. Uh, Mr. Cooper, hey, who hey, you hey, is? Hey,
1: <laughs> you know, hey, Philip Cooper. Yeah, and, uh, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus the Christ. Amen. Yeshua Hamashiach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I'm from here, Western North Carolina native. I've been in Asheville for a long time, since like the eighth grade. I feel like I'm a native from here, but I wasn't born here in Asheville. I was actually born in Brother for uh-huh. Um, and yeah, man, just about the ministry. I'm all about being outside of the church, putting work in. That's, yeah. that's what I was called to do. Yeah. Um, I never fit in a box. It's just something about the, the ain't built book. for boxes. Yeah, I ain't built for. Boxes.
0: <laughs> ain't built <Amen>. for boxes. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Shoulders too broad. <laughs> Listen, Philip, tell, tell us about your salvation experience. Let's let's start there because people see you yeah. and they hear you because you loud. <laughs> But tell us about your salvation experience. What what was that all about? Tell us about that.
1: Well, man, you know, uh, I was, man,
0: prison saved my life. Oh, man. Lord, hold on. Do y'all see all these Z's on Miss Renee Cooper? Hey, husband. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, that's Mrs. Renee Cooper. She loves some Phillip. Love, and you supposed to. I love me some Renee, too. <laughs> here. All right, all right, all right, all right.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, I say prison saved my life, like, Remember. Now, now I come from a family of believers, you know what I'm saying, Baptist, Palmer Grove Baptist Church down in uh, uh, um, Cleveland County, North Carolina, where my mom was 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 from. You know, so I remember seeing my aunts and my mom and them shouting, you know, when they hit the organ. You oh, know, they God go the in. Con- Hello. Did, <laughs> Did they fall out? Really? Did they they ah! fall out. I'm telling you, they hit that organ one time, and they hit the drum the one time. Man, the whole church going through. <laughs> so... I was, I came up around people who believed in the Lord, you know, but for me, it, I, I personalized it once I finally felt the pain that I needed the pain, you know what I'm saying? Once I had that mountain that provided an opportunity for God to do what mm-hmm. only he could do. So mm-hmm. it was in prison, you know, whenever I rededicated my life to Christ and, and I've been on the up and up ever since. That's good. That's good.
0: Mike, what was your experience, your salvation experience?
2: I was raised in church at home in Baltimore, raised in the Holiness Church, uh, for those of us, for those that that have experienced uh, something uncomfortable in church, I was baptized with the Holy Ghost in '93, uh-huh. and the church I was at told me it was phony. Oh, so I went back to the streets. I was. y'all
0: can't get it together. Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: I was, out. I was going back to the streets and uh, was, was was somebody in my neighborhood. You know, I won't go into detail of what I was doing, but it was it was if it if it was going down, they came and got me. First, depending on what it is, but I left North Carolina in '96, up and down the East Coast, uh-huh. and ended up in Elizabeth City. And in 2002, December 6, 2002, I was arrested. December 5, 2002, I was at a church in Hertford, North Carolina. Uh-huh. They were having communion service. First time I ever seen a, ch- hey, y'all. a pastor. Communion. Amen.
0: Y'all better be there.
2: The day before the 6th. <laughs> And the, one of the the niece of the Reverend warned me. She told me I was going to prison. Oh. I was at the time they called me Thor. I was like, Psh. I left that left the church that night. Went got high. My uh, time as a as a dealer turned into becoming an addict to heroin and crack. Ended up trying to kill this guy. The next morning, the detective was at my door. December 30th, 2002. I got ar- again arrested December 6th, 2002. December 30th, 2002. I'm glad I, the Lord never let me forget this. So I always remember this characteristic of him. He said, what are you going to do? This is your last chance. Ah. And I went in and ended up doing 14 years, four months, which was the best thing that ever happened. And and bless the Lord, I'm out now. And I, and I, I never forget something a woman told me. Who was the pastor? Uh, a GED teacher. No, she was a human resources teacher. Because I had my GED already. She said, how long you been saved? I said, I told her. She said, you'll calm down. I so said, I ain't never calming down. Oh, man. And, and thank the Lord for oh, Apostle Hacker. We talk often. So, man, I'm excited about being saved. I, ain't, I wasn't baptizing lemon juice.
0: I'm excited <laughs> about being saved. Hey, it's the best kind of life. Amen. The best Amen. kind of life. And it's so much more than the Sunday morning experience. Uh, hopefully, by now, you've been able to look at Hebrews uh, 6 and 1. For those of you that haven't looked at it, I want to quote it for you just so that you know I'm not making it up. Uh, There really are a lot of people that look at their salvation experience as limited. They look at a whole bunch of what they cannot do. And they look at it in terms of from one Sunday service to a Bible class and vice versa. And they ignore the power and the excitement and the joy that comes with living for God every single day. And knowing that you're on an adventure with Jesus and no matter what comes up, these obstacles, they do come. But there's joy in conquering these obstacles. You get what I'm saying? Hebrews 6 and 1 says, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of christ let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works that's salvation mm-hmm. when you repent from dead works yeah. how many times are we gonna get saved over and over again you ain't gonna do like listen <laughs> it, it, you know y'all what was that uh what's that movie when uh the wayans brother was a little baby <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was, he was actually well he was a short person but yeah. he was yeah. he was a baby yeah. No, you know. Oh, what it? it wasn't boss, baby. Little uh, man. Little man. Little man. <laughs> little man. Yeah. Now, there's some people in church. <laughs> y'all get, y'all get what I'm saying. do you, you understand what I'm saying? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of y'all in church, y'all just as old and grumpy, uh, diaper chuck full of doo doo. <laughs> yes, little man. But you're still acting like a child Listen, Mm -hmm. the power of the cross Is that Jesus came for much more than repentance from dead works Mm -hmm. Much more than just repentance from dead works In your life, Philip, in your life, Michael What have you done? What are you doing that goes beyond I'm saved Well, I know for me, man It's all about convictions
1: and so, um in recovery, we talk about having a spiritual awakening, and so once I had a spiritual awakening, I could feel a tug at my spirit to do something, like you know that's why I'm so loud in the community, and that's why I become an activist. You ain't you know, trying to because, get attention no it ain't it ain't got nothing to do it ain't got nothing to do you ain't, you ain't, with, ain't what, trying actually, to hurt people feelings actually. actually I can't say that I'm not trying to get attention or hurt people's feelings because I'm speaking the truth in love. Uh-huh. And sometimes speaking the truth just hurts people's feelings. But if I'm speaking the truth in love, then it's not my fault. It's hey, your- <laughs> offense is a choice. You can be offended or not. <laughs> yeah, but like but like what, what happens is to your question, you know, after salvation, I, ha- I have to respond to my convictions. And one of the convictions I have is, is, is in my ministry is to provide services for, for the fatherless and the widows. And, and when I say the fatherless and the widows, it's not necessarily just providing services for, for a kid. You feel me? Because you can help the kid all you want, but if the, if you don't provide some support for the family for the, that the kid's going home to, mm-hmm. then they're going right back to madness. Right. So for me, I'm I'm continuously trying to make sure people connected to the resources that they need to get out of poverty, the resources they need to get a a a, a trade or skill, education, home ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my new tangent that I'm on. Y'all gonna hear more from me about Habitat for Humanity, home ownership. Y'all gonna be hearing a lot of that r- real soon. But I have, to, I have to be a connector to resources.
0: All right. Mike, more, it's got to be more than just I'm saved and God
2: forgave my sins. It is. It's funny you say that because I remember standing uh, most of my 14 years, four months, I've been in maximum security because of the nature of my crime. But I remember standing in, a, in this prison in uh, Bayboro, North Carolina, Pamlico.
0: Pamlico.
2: And I've been back in fellowship with the little three years and oh, stood that in the mirror. Sound
0: dirty. That <laughs> <just> <laughs> it sounds is. It
2: down on the coast.
0: You can, <laughs> with you cold can, oatmeal. You can smell the water.
2: Oh Lord, this smell nothing like Chesapeake Bay. Oh, <laughs> but I remember standing in the mirror, uh-huh. and, and I'm a. I was Lord. The, the Lord did something different with me. All that work. No, mm-hmm. thank you, Dad, for saying walk in your calling. All that watered down preaching coming to prisons, the Lord separated me. Come on, but I remember standing in the mirror myself. I said, Lord, if this is all it is, if this is all it is, then I don't want it. Man. And they begin to prepare me, and that's when they begin to take, bring me to the understanding of my identity. I, I have a new identity. I'm a citizen of another kingdom now, not of the old kingdom or the nation I was a part of. I established His rule. So mm-hmm. now, in my in my pursuit, whether it be through the work of recovery or reentry, partnered up with my brother, or uh, mental health field where I work at, is mm-hmm. hey, you you have an identity reserved from you. Yeah, I'm here to help you come into it,
0: no, or I, encourage I, you. I want to I want to I want to I want to hone in on something that you said, as we're looking at, and, and we're going to get to the discussion specifically about government, but if you 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 uh, folks that are on here have you ever had and 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 i want you to be honest have you ever had the feeling that honestly y'all if this is all that is cracked up to be something wrong cuz there's got to be more like it just cannot be a song a dance in a sermon. Like, there's got to be more yeah. to God. There's got to be more to this power than just make me feel good on Sunday morning. Yeah. This thing has got to be, um it's got to be more, it's got to be what it looked like in the scriptures. It's got to be folks like Abraham that lead whole generations out of bondage. It has to be folks power. like Moses. It's got to be real power, not perceived power. It's got to be like Moses establishing community so that the people that once were slaved are now their own and they're occupying their promised land. Like It has to be real stuff like David that knows how to slay a giant. not Not just Like like really y'all I want y'all to testify y'all go ahead and get your little fingers together because you're gonna be typing we can't hear you but we can read what you're saying and I want y'all to respond to their comments too call them out by name. If you have ever had the moment where you have admitted there has got to be more, I want you to type it right now. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Have you ever felt that there's got to be more? Maybe you heard a message on a Sunday and then it feels like it wore off by Tuesday or Wednesday. There's got to be more. There's got to be more than just uh, somebody laid hands on me and I fell out or I spoke in tongues or I danced and shouted. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be something that stirs You and wakes you up There's got to be something that makes you go to work Not because you get a paycheck But because you have a God check not because you go to be pleasing to a company, but because you're showing up to be pleasing to God, which means that even if they cut your pay and don't pay you enough, you recognize that my help comes from the Lord and God makes up the difference, not allowing people to take an unfair advantage of you, but before you let them control you, you say to them, I'm not here because you hired me, but the heart of the king is in the hand of God. I'm here because God wants to bless this company. You've got to determine there's got to be more. There's more. There's more to you than what me the eye. The reason that you're in the community, the reason that you're in the family, the, music, the reason that you're with the industry, the reason that you're there is because God needed somebody to represent and the moment that you shut your mouth, you have closed the mouth of God in that company which is why it begins to stir you on the inside to the point that like Paul said, I am a prisoner, not of people, but I am a prisoner of the kingdom and Jeremiah said it this way, hey, it is just like fire shut up in my bone, not the fire that makes me shout hallelujah in church, but the fire that makes me love the unlovable and to hire the unhireable, and to house the unhousable, and to build the person who is not able to build themselves right now. There's got to be more. Come on y'all. There's got, don't, don't you let me think that, don't you think that your Holy Ghost was just a Sunday morning Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost you got right now is the Holy Ghost that put cancer out of your body. It is the Holy Ghost that got you off of drugs. It is the Holy Ghost that regulated your mind. It's the Holy Ghost that kept you out of cold stone. Or when you were there because some of us was there. Or when you <laughs> was there. It's the Holy Ghost that kept you in perfect peace because your mind was stayed on him. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And I say it all the time. If you're gonna preach to me, you can't be playing no games with it. If you're gonna stand in front of me and say what God said and do what God did. Like Ike told Tina. Tina, you better send this song Song. this time they'll put some stink on it. If you're going to do what God told you to do, yeah. you can't be playing with it. There's yeah. got to be more. more. There's got to be more.
2: I remember, uh, it's funny, that the, the, the journey that Yahweh, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, took me on. One of the brothers said, speak louder, too. I was yeah. like, me speak louder? with <laughs> But I remember I was at the worst maximum security prison camp in North Carolina at the time. And on, in, on the unit ministering to gang members, both Bloods and Crips. Aryan Nation got guys that was walking around with SWAT stickers on their back, getting Man. saved, coming to church with me. And, and I remember... Wait, matter
0: of fact, for y'all that have family members locked up, because I feel this. For y'all that have family members that are locked up. Now, I, 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 I know I know y'all think I'm spooky and crazy and all that. <laughs> And I probably am, but check my fruit. <laughs> but listen, uh, I feel the anointing for uh, the person that's incarcerated. So wherever you are, I want you to name a family member Amen. or a friend that's incarcerated uh, they, they, they may never hear this. Don't even worry about it. But in the realm of the spirit, hear this, this description of what's going on. And he's getting ready to tell you, uh, what, what, what happened. But while he's talking, I want you to claim this blessing of freedom, both Amen. spiritual freedom and legal freedom for the person in your family. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and type their name. Go and ahead.
2: And, and in, in this, I, I, just fast forward real quick. I remember people, ministers telling me, brother Bruce, I had jailhouse religion bless the Lord for Apostle Haggard. I said, well, you know, God had matured me. I said, well, we don't do nothing no different in than that that you do out here. It, people come to the altar every Sunday mm. getting saved. You f- lay it on the floor and walk out the door and 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 did the same thing they did when they <laughs> came in the door. Same they do the thing. same thing in prison. Ain't no difference. But I remember being in Lanesboro Correctional Maximum Security Prison, a brother who, who was propelling me into my calling, seasoned brother. I'm from my seasoned brothers, them, them, Thank you, Dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't see I done met some brothers in prison that was so fired up for God that the Muslims in prison in prison pronounced jihad on them. In prison. <laughs> and y'all think, well, it's in prison, hey. it can't happen. Yeah, it can happen in prison. Yeah. You are getting stabbed anyway without jihad. But I remember he, this brother coming to get me out of the gym. I was in there playing basketball. I really thought I was Patrick Ewing. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't nobody. Anyway, he said, Come here. Propelling me in a minute. I'm like, what's up, playing ball? He said, come here now. I heard the Holy Ghost. Went to the bathroom in the gym, in prison, cast a demon out this guy. Wow. Took him into the chapel. It was some, one more powerful than him. Uh-huh. So the chaplain who was there took him in his office,
0: Yeah.
2: Cast a, cast a strong man out. I got to my cell, and the Lord said, I wanted you to get a taste of what's supposed to be normal in my kingdom.
0: Normal. People are struggling. People are struggling. People are struggling. So in, in the world of spiritual warfare, and y'all don't, don't get tense because, you know, you know what you're dealing with. In the, and somebody needs to hear, in the world of spiritual warfare, a demon is not, it cannot be inside a believer because if God dwells there, a demon cannot also dwell there. However, a demon spirit can oppress a believer. And so when that demon, that evil force is cast off, it is because it was, it was hanging on to you and 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 you started to feel like it's normal uh, which is why you act crazy, but you know that it ain't the real you, because this thing is on you trying to make normal what is not normal for you, and and and, and in this experience, in that moment, what happened is that demon was cast off of the person, and after the demon was cast off of the person, just like in the, in, in the Bible, when the demon possessed God sat at the foot of Jesus clothed and in his right mind, after the demon came off of him, what was he doing? He was sitting down learning and worshiping, which means that after the demon spirit leaves, there still work to be done you got to learn something you got to worship right God hallelujah and, and that means that originally this man when the demon spirit was on him he could not do what he originally wanted to do because the demon was oppressing him but after the demon came off of him you found the man learning you found the man worshiping, which means that the man originally outside and apart from the demon, he wanted to learn and he wanted to worship. And there's a train of thought out there that says that men are arrogant, men are rebellious and our generation don't want to learn. And that's just not the truth. It's just not true. We want to learn. Don't tell us nothing stupid. We want to learn and we want to worship. And people are dealing with that. Listen, we um. We, 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 we got some information for you, and uh, these fellas have got me fired up already. And uh, I, I, well, I'm not going to calm down. Y'all know better than that. I'm not going to calm down. It's all right. And Turn, y'all down. Don't need to Turn ca- down for what? Turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Turn down for what? Listen, we're, we're, we're getting ready to discuss. Before we move on, Philip, yeah. do you have something to add? No, not really. Not really. You know, I'm going with the flow. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen, y'all. We live life in eight dimensions economy, Education, environment, entertainment, government, religion, technology, and sociology. There are eight dimensions of life. Whether you are a believer or not, every human being at all points in time is experiencing all eight dimensions environment, education, entertainment, uh, economy, government, religion, uh, technology, and sociology. Environment is your physical place or your social space. Whatever environment you observe, education is how you know what you know. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Entertainment is what you are attracted to, what you're interested in. Um, And then economy is the exchange of resources, not just money. Then you have government, which is what we're going to discuss today. It is the rules you follow and the rules that govern you and how they govern you. Then religion, that's your faith walk. Sociology is your social network network. And technology is the tools, all of the tools that are in your toolbox, all the tools that you have to do the work. Today, we're going to discuss government. We've already discussed the four E's. Today, we're going to discuss government. People oftentimes do not know why they do what they do. Um, The Bible says it this way in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities principalities, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So flesh and blood is the first level of spiritual activity and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Which means that when we're doing what God told us to do we're not, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We love everybody. Mm-hmm. Our warfare is not against flesh and blood. But then there is spiritual wickedness in high places. The word wicked comes from the Latin word wicca, which means to be twisted. Twisted. This is also where you get the wicca religion, which is Mm -hmm. twisted truth. If it is 99% true and 1% lie, it's It's still a whole lie. It's twisted truth. (laughs) And there are a lot of people that are wicked, not because they intend to be wrong, but because their thinking has been Twisted. 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 It's been twisted to think that they should settle, twisted to think that some people are better than other people. Mm-hmm. Twisted to think that they can't go far. Twisted to think that they just need to be stuck as a renter and never a homeowner. Come on, twisted, come twisted, on. twisted, twisted. And some of us have believed a lie. So that's spiritual wickedness in high places. Then there's rulers of darkness of this world. Now, this is all in my book, uh, The Five Levels of Spiritual Activity, uh, but for now, just take the abbreviated version, okay? Rulers of darkness is peer pressure. Peers that pressure each other, mm-hmm. all right? Above, Peer pressure is powers, and that is delegated authority. That is elected officials. That's local folks who rule because we allow them to rule. Come on. They rule because we put them in power. They rule because they've been appointed to some position. They rule because they have the goods, the money, whatever, whatever. They are governing officials. In the Bible, it is powers. And then at the top of it all is principalities. And principalities are principles of thought. Now, you cannot cast out a principle of thought. You actually have to replace a thought with a more powerful thought, which is why you can take a person Out of slavery but after you take the person out of slavery you have to get slavery out of the person. What are you doing? You are replacing the principle of thought Harriet Tubman said I could have gotten more people free if they knew they were slaves. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. This is why uh, even in the world of workforce development you don't just open your door and just give somebody a job. You have to also give them the support so that they can reestablish and reacclimate themselves in this new environment. And you don't only treat them like they're the problem. you got to work on the supervisor because yeah. the supervisor is not trained on hiring or or supporting this individual. And then you have to train the company because the policies are not designed to train and support this individual. And, 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 and don't think it's just because all of us And been to jail or prison No, it's the same for women That's why y'all had to fight for the rights For FMLA Because the policies of the office Were not designed previously They were not designed to support women And both of y'all wives didn't have babies (laughs) Thank God That the policies had to change When a policy changes That means a principality has been adjusted Now When we deal with government You have to deal with what's acceptable to me, as an individual, how did I come to accept that as normal? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a chart, and then I have some questions for you, brothers, about government, your experience with government, what you see with the people you serve, what, what what you see in our in our government today.
1: Yeah.
0: In in the in the chart on page 16, I'm reading specifically from the book. I have a flow chart on how. On how these different levels of spiritual activity go together, work together. Um, and I've used um, three different concepts. One is slavery, another one is gambling and the other one is a bad attitude. Listen to this: on the flesh and blood level, I have slaves. because on the spiritual wickedness level, slavery is okay. Mm. because peer pressure, everybody in the country has slaves. because, according to the powers, the government says it's legal to have slaves. Because the principle of thought says slavery finances our whole country. Mm. Mm. This is how it moves through. If you go with gambling, my body gambles, flesh and blood, I gamble. Why? Because gambling is okay at the spiritual wickedness level. Why? Because everybody around me gambles. (laughs) Because those in control make it safe, quote unquote, and acceptable to gamble. Why? Because gambling finances the whole city. Mm. The same thing with a bad attitude. I'm used to having a bad attitude. Why? Because I think it's okay to respond with my attitude. Why? Because the whole family is known for having bad attitudes. Why? Because grandma taught mommy that this is how we protect ourselves. Why? Because attitudes is how we make it through. It, It can be anything. It can be anything. It can be the drug economy. It can be prostitution. Y'all know there are some cities where prostitution is legal, right? Legal. Like, like Reno. That's, and listen, Minister Maddie, do not go back to work in Reno. Now, I know you had something going on with your spine, and I know the Lord has healed you. But I do not want you and Mother Pat Conley going out to Reno because y'all checks is not enough. Okay? I want y'all to stay here in Asheville and stay away from those places because the Lord has delivered you. Okay, (laughs) y'all. Okay. But there are places where that stuff is okay. Why is it okay? What made it okay? Individuals participate in prostitution. Why? Because everybody is doing it why? because this is uh because this is how people get wa- get by why? because this is how we make money and what people end up thinking is that their local behavior is what they originally wanted to do and it's not what you originally wanted to do. Some principle of thought was designed to make you think like you were less than designed to make you think like you had no other options designed to make you think like you were not worth it designed to make you think that you could not do it and those principles of thought is what got people elected and those people who were elected began to propagate Those same old, archaic, demonic, marginalized, narcissistic, evil, racist, sexist, genderist systems that kept their foot on people's necks. Why? Because somebody was in power and they influenced peers and that's all the KKK was. Peers are peers putting pressure upon peers to do something that was evil and it became twisted truth. This is how the KKK was able to use scripture to try to validate what they were doing so that they could be violent towards people. Well, each of you have had an individual experience and each of you have dealt with have dealt with and are dealing with government on on different levels. Mm-hmm. How does this apply? Where do you see this, this concept applying in government where people on the ground are thinking a certain way because a ruling thought is saying a certain thing and we have to interrupt that?
1: Well, you know, as it, as my experience working with government has evolved over time, mm-hmm. you know, I started out dealing with the the, 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 the academic institution and academia right and so one of the things I'm coming to do is disrupt that now and one of the things has been they have pushed. why do we have to disrupt it so we have to disrupt it because we see that it's not working for the locale we see that it's not working for our people we see that people not having skills not having trades that they can have and have an uh, 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 and have a home and buy a home mm-hmm. and, and 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 live a good life in Asheville so so one of the things that I that I started out seeing dealing with, you know, the the academic institutions was they was pushing these kids, uh, you got an interruption. They was pushing Uh is it still up? Nah, it's good. We good. good. Are we still good? we still good? But uh, as far as the academic institutions have been pushing these kids co- towards college prep. So you got this one kid that's in a class and you pushing. And you pushing him towards uh, college prep courses. He already not feeling school that much. Mm-hmm. And you pushing and you pushing this college prep uh, model on him, mm-hmm. trying to get him to get a four year degree. The next thing you know, in his mind, the only option towards success is if I get a four year degree. Because they told him that. Because you've been taught, you've been programmed, you've been Program. programmed to think that you have to have a four year degree to have a family, to have a home, and to have a career. True. It's not true. And it's never been true. <laughs> it's never been true.
0: It's never. In my experience working so, at the community so college. So they want you to enroll yeah. for the four-year degree. Now, yeah. y'all that want the four-year degrees or you need it to be a doctor, you go ahead and do your thing. Do, do, do your thing, boo-boo. say, <laughs> But you do not need the four-year degree no. nor the associated debt. No. Amen. No. That's right. No, nothing. So y'all hear that? No because education is an economy too. Come that's on, right. man. They're and, making money off of it. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: and so and so one of the things that that I've seen is that some you know in your mind. If you feel like you're not going to play ball, and, 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 and playing ball is what's going to get me to this to this four-year education that they're saying that I have to have to be successful. So I don't consider none of these trades. I don't consider none of this, this uh, career technical education
0: that's available to me. That has always been available. Always been available. And the biggest and the gr- most growing economy in Asheville and in Buncombe County matter of fact the one that increases our gross domestic product as a country in by and large yeah. is not those that require degrees come on, it's actually man. those that don't require come degrees increase. it's technology and manufacturing come on man, man. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it's then you go and then yeah. you go now for the listener so so then you go to these manufacturing locations and you see a lack of diversity because we have been teaching our children that they need four-year degrees. When you go to the outskirts of Buncombe County, where they're flying rebel flags a lot of times, uh, 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 and you go out there, they're not pushing it on their kids. No. They're teaching them to trade. Get and that
0: 19-year-old yeah. who, gradu- who graduated high school and just got the certification is making good money. money. It's yeah. yeah. making yeah. good money. Come on. And, and no and debt. In high A school fresh school. Social Security. <laughs> a fresh. A fresh social security number. But listen, (laughs) in high
1: school making $16 an hour, driving an F-150, jacked up, on Pat. And I see them all the time. I eat ice cream (laughs) at the freeze. Go to the
0: freeze and see how it was. With no debt. Come on, man. No student loans. Yeah. It was a trap from the beginning. Right. It was a trap for me. I know some of y'all there. What this got to do with the Bible? You know what? I'm going to tell you what it got to do with the Bible. When, Mo, when Joseph went into Egypt, when Joseph went into Egypt, he went in there because Pharaoh had a need for Joseph. For Joseph. You yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. And Joseph began to advise him. And this is what happened. When Joseph was in Egypt, he advised Pharaoh on what to do because the famine was coming. Right. right. Egypt didn't follow Joseph's instructions. So eventually the, the money ran out. So there was a famine and there was a recession but Joseph had money and you find in the book of Genesis chapter 45 each time the country ran out of money Joseph was individually the, individual the Federal, Federal Reserve, Reserve Bank the country borrowed money from Joseph. On, Joseph and Joseph said if you I like that name Joseph now and, and, uh, and the country borrowed money from Joseph and Joseph said yeah I will loan you the money if you give me the deed to property mm-hmm. and then when the book of Genesis ends the next book is the book of Exodus the Bible says There arose a pharaoh that knew not Joseph And this is what happened When the Egyptian economy was changing The Jewish people went into Egypt And they went in with gold And and they gave their gold to Egypt In exchange for money Egyptian currency And And Egypt decided that they would change Change The value value of gold While they were in Egypt And then they gave to the Jewish people The scarab beetle You can look it up uh, Because all y'all that think we're just talking That this don't got nothing to do with the Bible I want you to go check on this, and so they gave them the scarab beetle, which was a token. token. When you look at your dollar bill, you will see that your dollar bill means nothing, no. it is just a token or it is a note. That is related to the gold. If you will have the note. Do you want the note or do you want the gold? Well the Bible lets us know. That the Egyptian culture craftily took the the value and the dollar away from God's people. By giving them a note and taking away their gold. And this is the same thing that is happening now. And so what ends up happening. The next thing that they do. They took their property. And they said well we're going to put you over in Hillcrest. I'm sorry. Eminent I'm sorry. domain. We're going to put you over in shallow. We're going to give you a little neighborhood, and you're going to live in your neighborhood, but be responsible for building the whole city. Yeah, yeah I, I know, I know, I know. Y'all don't know that that's still going on They call it gentrification these days, but it didn't. It didn't start just now. It started back in the Bible days. Right. They put all three million Jewish people in Goshen, and those same Jewish people had to build the majestic pyramids, but never enjoyed the prosperity of where they were working for. Right. Don't it sound familiar? When you're able to live in a town and work right. in a town, but not able to afford to own property in that town? Come on, man. Right. And then they tell you in order to participate, you need a four-year degree. Why? So you can go in further debt so you will no longer be able to qualify to own a house and we can say, well, it ain't me. The 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 requirements are the requirements. Come on. But where did the principle come from? That's right. Where did it come from? That's why when God told when God told Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, he gave them specific instructions because he needed to destroy all of the all of the economy of Egypt. And then he told them borrow everything. Why did he tell them to borrow everything? Because everything in Egypt really belonged to God's people. And the Bible said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And in the world of the history of Africans in America, there is no wealth in the United States that was not created on the backs of black people. This is why during this time we are able to announce that the time to favor Zion is here. Many of you will become homeowners. You will become property owners. You will become business owners And it is not by power It is not by might It is because there is wind at your back It is by my spirit, say of the Lord It is because there are ideas inside of you There is potential inside of you And for 400 years People have been counting you down And counting you out But down in your belly God was stirring up wisdom God was stirring up tenacity God wanted you, hallelujah, to be somebody That would be overlooked Because you never needed a crowd in order to build the ark you Hallelujah. did not need the crowd in order to slay the giant you did not need the crowd when you were in the lion's den and you don't need the crowd now all you need to know is that if God be for me <gasps> he's more than the world against me and the government shall be upon his shoulder right. I'm, I'm all right all right, right all 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 right okay okay so 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 Mike, Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because don't think, don't you, don't think for one moment that the things that are going on in your community are absent of your faith experience. The things that are going on are happening because there is a God trying to deliver you and there is a devil trying to trap you. And the first way that he tries to trap you is in your mind. That's right. And the way that the devil wages warfare against you is through principles of thought Thought. in your mind. And and, and those thoughts take a package. Mm -hmm. That package is rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the rules and the regulations just need to change. As a matter of fact. I declare and decree and y'all can agree with me. The Bible says "If any two of I know some of y'all just read the Bible for the fun of it, but I actually believe this thing. And and so what that does, what that does for me, uh, Mike and Philip, it kind of makes me a little weird because when I read it in the Bible and God says it to me in my heart, I really, really believe it, and and then I take action on it. And I know there's some folks out there that just want to be Sunday morning Christians. They just read it for fun. They just go to church for the social club. You get what I mean? Uh, They just ain't got nothing else to do. They just want to show off their little little two-piece suit and their big old hat. But I really believe it. The Bible says if any two of us agree as touching, not touching, agree, which means I don't have to touch it to agree with it. I have to agree as if we're touching it. I need you out there to agree with me. I declare that rules and regulations are changing in the favor of the people of God. The requirements are shifting. The barriers are removing. The rules and the regulations are shifting. The power brokers are exiting their offices and there are vacancies available for you and for me. I declare that the first shall be last and the last shall be first in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Now all right, Mike your experience with these rules
2: you you know the gifting let me check I'm learning to say it this way you know how our, our Messiah decides to operate in me. Mm-hmm. what uh-huh. gift. uh I begin to look as you begin to disciple me and and, un, and make me understand why well, you had the Bible uh-huh. this is not and, and understand what I mean when I say this this is not a Bible like we think. <laughs> he said, he said, the Holy Spirit in prison, he said, This is my constitution. Mm-hmm. He said, This is my law, my criteria for the citizens of my kingdom. Mm-hmm. He said, and he said he say, especially now, you know, we talk visions that the Lord gave. So when this COVID hit, out we talked, I was surprised when you told me this 2012 that this is gonna happen. And but I begin to look and think about Isaiah nine six. He's, Isaiah nine six, in part of the verse is the government should be upon the shoulders. Let me de- let me declare something Bless the Lord for Friday. Oh. But guess what? My my king, my big brother. Let ah. me let me say something. Most y'all don't don't want to embrace. My big brother is sitting next to my father, yeah. and he left me here. Yeah. You, Bruce, know where I'm going. So guess where the government? Guess whose shoulders the government is upon now? Ours. Oh. Ours. Out. We're the body. Right. So he ain't coming. When, when,
0: he, when Yeshua will come back, yeah. you ain't getting saved. That, that's, why, that's why you need to run for office. That's, right. that's why you need to vote. That's why you need to build your program. Amen. That's why you need to open your business. Why? Because the government is going to be upon his shoulders. And if we are the body, that means he is trusting us to carry government. That's
2: right. Carry it that's right carry
0: it haul it bear the weight of it and if you got to be responsible for it yeah. you have rights within it that's if right. you got to feed it
2: that's
0: you can beat it i i'm I, okay i probably shouldn't have said it like that <laughs> Yo.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, why, why not say that the, the government that we dis, that we foolishly adopted in time, well, yeah. that some of us still adopt,
0: is because it. the enemy beat it in our head. He beat, he he beat it in, in the Hebrews' Listen, head in Egypt. The, 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 the devil cannot create anything. No. The devil is Nobody. a spirit.
2: Right.
0: He's a he's a created being, That's and right. he only knows his programming. Now, Amen. because before we knew him as Satan, he was known as Lucifer, the angel of light. Amen. So he only has an angelic spiritual perspective. That's all he has. He He cannot create. He doesn't know how to come on. All he knows how to do is follow. Mm -hmm. He follows the words that you say. That's all. So this is why you have to be careful what you say, because life and death is in the power of your not only life, but death is in Mm -hmm. the power of your tongue. Your words have given the devil permission to exist in your life. All right. So now when we think about how the devil, how the he has angel nature, nature, he has angel nature. The Bible says in Psalms, uh, um, uh, the angels excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of the word of God. So angels like the devil, they gain power from the voice of you and I, not 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 just from Scripture, from you and I. So. When the devil tries to limit people, Come on. he can only move at the speed of thought. Right. The only thing he can do is give you a suggestion. And it's dependent <laughs> upon you whether you accept it or reject it. Yeah. He gave Eve a suggestion and she accepted, right. and we deal with the consequences. That's he right. gave Abraham, you mentioned it earlier, he gave Abraham a suggestion, right. and that's how Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Right. He, he, he gave, uh, he gave uh, Jezebel a suggestion, mm-hmm. and that's what made her a witch and, and a rebellious idolatrous. Mm-hmm. He, he gave Peter a suggestion, and that's why Peter denied Christ. He gave Paul a suggestion, and that's why Paul was a murdering a terrorist, a terrorist a hired hitman, a political mercenary, and he destroyed and killed people because he had government permission to operate Ooh. like 21st century police and kill at will. That's what he wanted. That's what he did. And when Jesus, when, 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 when God came to change the perspective mm. of Paul as an example, My he man. did not give Paul an emotional uh, or a, he didn't give Paul an emotional interest. Action. He gave Paul a thoughtful interaction And the light shine. Light means illumination Light means information And the information that Paul received Knocked him off his beast And he acknowledged who art thou Lord And the Lord gave him some more information That changed his thought And now the person who used to be A hit, a hit man Is now an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ The devil is only able to move At the speed of thought Which means that the battlefield is of your mind and as a man thinketh in his heart so is he you are a concept of your thoughts you are the result of what you think about and that's why we gotta be careful what we hear and after we finish being receivers then we need to be creators creators, yeah. amen. creators amen. of new thoughts amen. Mm-hmm. creators of new ideas creators of new approaches creators of, creators of new concepts amen. introduce a new way of doing right. it
1: yeah and I would I would go with you saying that. So first, I want to acknowledge, you know, that I appreciate how we operate right now on a Sunday because this ain't just your regular Sunday service. No, 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 we no. beyond this, that. This, and, we and, way past that. And what you said in Hebrew, Hebrew six and one, when it was talking about let us get past the elementary stage and then to advancing on to maturity. And so when you when you said that. You know, when you said what you said about being creators, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to drop this. There was a time whenever I heard the word entrepreneur and I ran from it. I heard somebody say entrepreneur and it scared me. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking to myself, being an entrepreneur is just, you know, quitting my job and starting some new idea that doesn't have any track record. But being an entrepreneur, for me, started from me seeing gaps in the community, gaps in services, mm. and me being creative, back uh-huh. to what was shared, to fill those gaps, and it will work. Eyes have not seen it. it mm. and, and, and then, like you said, about the government being on our backs. To be honest, when you look at elected officials, how connected how are elected get, officials right. really in the community? Don't make me go with, And then you don't want make to me ask the this election, question. Thing. But listen, listen. And, and for the elected officials, right, right, right. if you are connected to the community, it's got to be through somebody, somebody. who has it the community on, on their back. Because right. I'm going to have to tell you what's missing in the community. Because yeah. right, right, right. you're too busy handling government Ooh. to be with the people. We the ones that got you on our back. We got it. Ooh. We got the power. So you want to talk creative, right. you want to talk entrepreneurship, right. you're going to usually get that as far as it being effective from the people, mm-hmm. from the people who are out there doing the work, holding the government on its back. Yeah. And what's sad in this area, what's sad in this area is that we have government mm-hmm. that speaks on behalf of community that they're not even connected they're to. They're not even connected.
0: connected. Speak on behalf of the church, ain't even with it. <laughs> ain't. ain't, ain't Ain't, ain't got no concept no of faith no concept no concept of faith
2: <laughs> None. no, no, no concept. could care less yeah. what yeah. issue yeah. wants. Yeah. 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 yeah go ahead i told right. a teach a men's group every friday with it it's just seven people no, no more invites and and remember the, our first group uh, uh talked to the lord before we had that friday and telling the guys I said listen genesis 128 said that he gave them because, no, no, let me let me just be the prophetic. Oh, dude, flow, flow. Uh, Go ahead, and flow real quick. He, he did not what we were taught hundreds of years ago in right. this nation that he gave the man, mm-hmm. but he gave them dominion. Let me tell you something, God ain't changed his mind. You go to Psalms 115, 16, you go to Psalms 8, 6, he has not changed his mind, but the enemy will trick you with ignorance. Yeah. So you wonder why, watch this, now we ain't never been promised to stay on no, in no nation forever, but you wonder why the enemy has advanced so much in the world tell today, it. but let's say our world in this nation, because what has the church done? What did the, the, the real believers, what have they done? Continue to listen. To the enticement of the adversary, mm-hmm. and he know he know you got yeah. dominion. <laughs>
0: yeah, he know you got it. He dominion. know you got it. So he, he know if he you got it. Yeah. So he, he can, ain't got it. He gives you the thought. Right. That the devil will give the evil thought to a human. That's right. Because the human is the one that has That's the power right. to make Get it happen. It. Now, now so you legally give it over to him. Feet on next Next. is because the devil gave the suggestion to a human. The reason the cops shot him in the back seven times is because the the devil gave the suggestion to a human. That's Just like the reason that Nebuchadnezzar turned Mm. the fire up seven times times. is because the devil gave the suggestion to a human. But look at this. What the devil meant for evil, God God makes it good. good. When he did it, when he turned it one time, that was for unity. (laughs) Two times for covenant. Three times for for divinity, four times the number of testing and trial, five times the number of grace, six times the number of man's power, Ooh. but seven times is the number of God. And when he kicked yeah, in yeah, the yeah. seven times, what he thought was gonna kill us, only made us stronger. That's, right. that's why oh, yeah, the man yeah. didn't right. die. It was an example that you tried to <laughs> kill me, but we're that's like right. baby that's right. We don't die, yeah, we, we multiply. To deal with now, you are in trouble. Right. Now, the redeemed of the Lord is
2: saying so. That's right. Man. I, remember, I remember getting out of We're prison here. and giving my testimony in church. I remember talking I, <laughs> I got sick of telling people I've been in prison. But, but, but I remember standing at the church. Let me tell you something about the, about the about kingdom authority in earth vessels. I'm giving my testimony in the church way out in Marshall. Come on. Where they said, <laughs> well, listen here. Where they said, yeah, I had me one to cut my grass. So don't tell me about what you'd have been through. And the only thing you'd have been through is what you did to your own people that look like you. Come so, on. Listen. I remember telling people, I said, listen. In all of my story I'm telling y'all, if the enemy would have known what God was going to do through my incarceration, he'd have left me in the street.
0: It, the kingdom is going to the dogs. Yeah,
2: that's that's right.
0: And, and when Jesus said it to the woman, he said the dog, she said, well, even a dog, hallelujah, eat the crumbs that fall from the king's. Yeah.